been nearly a year. I just pulled up our own website to figure out when the last episode was posted, and it says June 24th, 2019. The date of this recording is at least late March 2020, and some some things have happened. Some things have happened. It's a different world. First of all, why the fuck is Nick starting an episode? This is weird, uh, and that's because... Eric's not here, though I love him with all my heart. Um, it was just, just to be honest, just something we, we couldn't keep up together. And after uh, this time, I really missed it, and I wanted to bring it back. Um, and I found a way to do that. At least we're going to give it a shot. We're going to try. And you may remember on the, on the show, uh, someone being referenced earlier. So this new, oh, I'm going to put it on trial, this trial co-host is our good old friend Shamim. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm happy to be part of it. I always wanted to be part of these. I was like, all the time, like, oh, I want to be part of that thing with Eric and everything and just talk about, talk shit about it with everything. But now I'm a co-host. That's weird. It feels weird. Does it feel know. weird? It does. It does. It feels like being on the other side of the curtain. It's just like, no, I don't know. I don't know if I want to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> it's almost like there's that. I don't know if other musicians have this, but sometimes, especially when I was a younger kid, like if I would go to a concert and I'd be like, oh, man, if it's a band I really loved and be like, oh, man, if their bass player like just, you know, got sick right now and they just needed somebody to cover, I'm ready. I know all the songs. I can just jump up there, and I'll give it my best shot, and it'll be my big moment. This is that your hope, moment. That hope that you have always to be part of it, right? Yeah. I was just, every single time I was emailing you guys or writing on Discord or anything, I was like, oh, maybe one day I can be part of the podcast. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, I mean, we were trying to make you a guest for a little while. Well, and then things happened. Yeah, well, there was just, like, stuff was, it was mostly just scheduling, right? Scheduling's a pain in the ass. And me going to Argentina to live, and then life, yes. And now you're back. I'm back, baby. Back in America. America. So, I don't, I don't know where to start. Where do we start? Uh, we could start with, uh, I don't know, how do we know each other? I know that you reference it a little, I don't know, like, how long ago were you, like, List people listening to these things like how much do they know about me almost nothing. I, I know this will be a weird thing so I was just this just occurred to me that if people listen to the show before and then you know we've been on a break for a year they're going to get a new episode that's going to pop in and it had been a year since they they heard an episode so maybe there's a reference to it before or as this continues going, maybe there are new people that are coming in and they start at the beginning and it's just like, maybe it's five minutes from they finished the last episode and now they're in this episode, but, but a year has occurred. It's, it's a weird sort of time capsule that way. Well, don't worry about my friends. My friends, they all say like, we don't give a shit about the other episodes. We're going to start with yours. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's some good stuff i think we ranked cereals one time or something i don't know you know oh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're good at it oh no yeah there were some nasty stories too like quality content 
I don't even remember what episode it was, but that like story of the coconut full of like worms and things, something oh, like that. Oh, like, no, don't bring that back. <laughs> I, I finally had gotten that out of my brain. And now, oh, fuck you. Well, member berries. Member berries for sure. Oh, yeah, that was disgusting. Oh, I'm going to have nightmares. All right, also, well, this podcast was the reason why I actually seek that like clip of uh, South Park to understand what the hell was member berries. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I remember you were asking, you're like, what's a, what's a member berry? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, there's a lot of things that like I get out of podcasts, which is kind of like a new thing for me. Uh, I started listening to a couple of podcasts that happens to be recommended by you, my good friend, and then I got obsessed with them. Now I'm like halfway through like four years of podcasting in less than two months, which is uh, yes, a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm finding new ones and I'm recommending them to you. It's kind of weird. Like, Yeah, yeah, I know that that was weird because I know at least one of them that I recommended to you is I've referenced on the show a billion times, uh, ICS, and you, um, I getting text message updates, but it wasn't like oh I listened to like a couple more episodes. I was getting like either by the fifties or the hundreds, like I'm another hundred episodes in. Come on, it was more than ten, but that was like every two three days, which is still impressive. Yeah. No, it's insane. Like you flew through that. It's it's yeah. like and and that's the weird thing about especially podcasts like theirs that have been around for so long and have so much content where it's like they become a part of your life. Oh, absolutely. Now like I I don't have a commute. I walk two blocks to my job and on that two blocks I put them on and I listen to them and sometimes I even like wait on the corner of my job like to not get in just because they're like halfway through a bit and I want to hear it it's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's amazing so do we want to get into how do we know each other yeah and honestly I don't know if I remember much of the story so you might have to uh oh you're probably me. drunk half of the time whoa <laughs> Whoa! No, 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 people, uh, Nick does not drink that much. It just happens to be that every time that we are together, he's in a happy mood. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so how do I know Nick? Um, yeah. Basically, I worked with his wife for two years. Well, yeah, almost two years. And um, I was the only one and at the work area that like kind of like had the same personality as her, which is hating everyone. Um. <laughs> uh, listeners may remember the two episodes she was on. Yeah, you got a feeling for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you don't, then now you know Chelsea hates everyone. <laughs> Including and me. Listen, work, working retail in New York, it's basically a need. You need to be able to hate everyone to be able to survive that job. I don't know how you guys got through that. I know you Whoa. both, neither of you work in that environment now, like in the same way, you know, yeah. uh, you both have different jobs now and God, I don't know how you, how you deal with. Well, for me, it was all about those discounts. <laughs> way too good to like, <laughs> I mean, it, it was right around like the kind of things that I love. 
like photography and videography and all that thing and also technology i used to be like obsessed with just reading about technology and everything so basically i was being paid for what i used to do before either ways so that was kind of awesome and i got to meet awesome people like your wife and obviously by proxy you even though you're like you're okay you're not that cool but now i'm joking i'm joking actually I told this to Chelsea and she's kind of mad about it, but like, I like you better than I like her. Whoa, you're not supposed to say <laughs> that to people. Oh, you're not? I don't think oh, sorry. so. sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm an immigrant. I don't know how, <laughs> how it works here. <laughs> I, I know, that's another thing I forgot to reference. Like, I, I did the whole like, doing a podcast with a brown person and I just subbed out, you know? Yep, yep. <laughs> you got another, uh, what is it, cheap labor. <laughs> from South America. Yep. Well, yeah. I'm uh, I'm brown. I'm from Argentina. Born and raised, uh, but actually, I have the worst kind of mix, like to work in the U.S. to live in the U.S. I have a Latin accent, but I have a Middle Eastern face. So right. And where right now, I go, beard. however. Oh yeah, and well, the beer is kind of hipster, so like that's that's like that's all right. <laughs> but it's just like whenever I go to any airport, it's like all the random checks they all happen to be to me uh, with my name and my face. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just. I I have given. to say, like I know we're jumping the gun, but I remember meeting you the first time, and I had heard your name, and then when I heard your accent, I went, wait. What? That's the wrong area of the world <laughs> that I was expecting. It to happens have. all the time. Yeah. And, so and I, then, I, don't and then I have another another kind of stories, like yeah. having a face that people don't expect to speak Spanish, and then people are talking shit in Spanish around me, and I understand it, and then like it's it's kind of fun because I get to yeah. hear everything that they want to say before they actually even realize that like I can understand. Every now and then I'll just like smile or like laugh and then they'll realize oh shit he knows what i'm saying <laughs> and then they'll, you'll see it the switch in their face and how they act and everything it's amazing <laughs> then you're like fuck those guys absolutely absolutely oh. so yeah. yes so tell it i don't know it are we gonna rank cereals <laughs> no you're supposed to tell a story how we met <laughs> All right. Well, basically, it was that like we like I, I met your wife and then she's like, oh, I think you're going to love my husband. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure if he's married to you and you're cool, he's going to be cool. And that's basically like, I don't know, like we just met at like a, a one of those times that the crew from our last job like got together and then you decided to gift us with your presence. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember like, I starting to come to, to those together. I, I well, I I was just thinking um, because you guys used to go on these sort of outings all the time after work, and I remember oh, every I didn't. Monday, yeah, I didn't come it, well, that, and then I think there were also like the Fridays too. But I I didn't show up to them for a long time. I think I waited quite yeah, a while. I can totally understand that. <laughs> yeah, it was just a, a wait. I but mean, I, you, I don't, you don't want to cross path, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your your wife's co-workers and yours, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it can be a little weird. But I remember 
Um, I don't remember what we did the first time we met, but I remember that the two of us like fell into almost immediate, like just doing bits together. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, I think like, it's just like, because I, I don't care about like being like, like ma- being made fun of, like people would make fun of my accent or like my face and everything. And I'll just like come back to it. Like, I don't care. I'll just like make a joke back or things like that. And I think somehow like you, you made a joke or something about my, my, my Spanish or well, my, my English basically. And then like, I just made fun of myself and then we just started like going at it. Like it was, I, I think it was something like that. I don't even recall exactly. I do remember the moment that I was like, I love this guy. Like that was just like, it was one of those times in where like I, I realized like, oh, I can be myself around him. And just like, I don't need to, I don't need to fake it, which happens a lot. Like you have to like be like, especially with like coworkers, family, you're not hundred percent sure like how to interact and things like that. Right. And then you've got on like the, the mask, right? The I'm at work mask yeah. or or whatever that is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or, or like, just like, um, because with Chelsea, we got to a point with that, like we could, we will interact at work and we'll be like legit. We'll make fun of like customers and like even other like coworkers and things like that, which is not something I'm proud of, but it's fun. <laughs> so we kept on doing it. And then I realized like, oh, it's like if, if, if he is married to her, he might have the same kind of sense of humor at least. So I, I kind of felt like comfortable doing some jokes with you and then like it just like snowball. Yeah. And, and that's mm-hmm. what I remember. And then and video I, games. Right. Video games, of course. And then <laughs> of course, like there, then we fell into the trap that a lot of, uh, I think guy friends fall into, which was just, there are other people that are uncomfortable with like too much affection and we just leaned into it. Right. <laughs> I love it. I keep on, I keep on having friends reacting to our interactions in such a weird way. Like, it's just like, you will make a joke and I'll make it even gayer if that's even a word. <laughs> and then they will be like, yo, like, why would you do that? It's just like, I don't care. Nick doesn't care. We are okay with it. Like, why, why, why is your masculinity fragile? <laughs> yeah. And it's, I, I, I guess it's not something like even that it's like the like quote unquote gay, but like that we're, we will just like be affectionate towards each other. And oh, sometimes it's even yeah. genuine, like it's, it's genuine affection and that, but it sometimes makes other people uncomfortable. And then when it does, that's when we like turn it up even further because <laughs> it makes them uncomfortable yep. and it's more fun to just be a dick. That's, that's basically, mm-hmm. we're just being yep. dicks. Yeah. Basically that w- and, and we love it. And that's like kind of like why I think this is going to work out because we can be dicks to each other and we have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I remember like way, way back when uh, this thing was up and running. I remember Eric and I had a discussion about how this thing is like a time capsule. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's recorded in time and it's kept and I thought, oh, what a weird time for us to bring this back. Um, 
like not to go like I don't want to go like and all this thing, but obviously that we're in May of 2020, we're all stuck in quarantine in the coronavirus, <laughs> which is like a, yep. uh, as other parts of the world are, I guess, slowly starting to open up. And here's the thing: we can do a fortune teller thing for the first time, or or maybe not. Maybe they're yes. just open still. I don't know. Um, but how we're still locked down. Um, there's so many, it's funny, there's so many podcasts starting and there's so many, you know, uh, online, there's so much online content happening now. Uh, I do have to say, like, I got, I have to give props to, to Eric and a, a little bit to myself uh, for, like, figuring out how to, like, crank out high quality stuff over distance at home. Like how our audio quality was pretty oh, yeah, good. Before this time. Yeah, before all of yeah. this. Now everyone's trying to figure yeah. out how to do this shit. And it's like, we had it down. <laughs> you are visionaries. Yeah. And, and I do um, one other quick uh, blowjob for Eric was as uh, <laughs> he totally, uh, by the way, <laughs> he gave me his absolute blessing to continue to try and, and make episodes of the show. And part of that was uh, I always did all the audio and then he handled everything once the show was done. Um, I still did some social media, but like uh, he would upload it to the Internet. He would do all of that tech garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he taught me this week. We got on a, a video call together and he taught me how to do it. And uh, I've got to take a moment to tell you that I didn't realize the website that he had created for this show, it is brilliant. And like, it is something uh, yeah. worth. How so? Is it like, like all automatic? Well, here's the thing. It's like most. Is it all automatic or what is it? Yeah. Well, so most people who like run podcasts, they pay for like a service who you just upload your audio, you name the episode, blah, 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 whatever. And it all, it you know, sends it to all the streaming services as part of your RSS feed or whatever. He built this website for us where the show was hosted. It has an RSS feed built inside the website. So to upload episodes to the website, he had to coach me through downloading these uh, coding programs because I have to take these audio tracks and then host them somewhere else and then basically code into the website where the next episode is and then the episode generates the next page of the, of the website where the new episode will be in the RSS feed. He made that. And I'm prob- he's probably cringing if he listens to this episode. He's probably cringing of like, that's not what it is, Nick. You fucking moron that <laughs> doesn't understand anything about this. But as, to the best of my ability, that's what I understand what happens. So I, I took the most detailed notes of how to do this. Like he literally gave me each little thing of programming language to uh, do the next episode. And uh, just bravo, man. It is brilliant. Yeah. And if you're listening, Eric, please email us explaining how what Nick said is not the way it's supposed to be done. <laughs> you're true. You Absolutely. Can do it at... Absolutely. Um, and also, 
he did say that he would he would like to uh, pop on every once in a while, which I would love. Absolutely, I'd love for have him uh, to jump on with us and and hang out. Um, so as I long guess, as he doesn't want his place back, because I'll fight him for it. <laughs> hey, we'll bring our machetes. The two Latinos there, just like. <laughs> It doesn't have to be the battle of the two Latinos and, and old Whitey. Uh, we can have a three-way. That's fine. <laughs> we can see which country is more fucked up, if Venezuela or Argentina, and then we can fight over it. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd like to see that fight. Let's do it. My socialism is worse than yours. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so I I don't here here's here's a real conversation is uh, for the listeners that maybe if there are any um, we don't know what we're gonna do with this show now we're just gonna kind of we're gonna fuck around and we're gonna see what happens and uh, we I don't think we had any real established themes in the last one of stuff we did necessarily every time but maybe we will. Uh, in the future, but for now, I don't know. Hey, listen, this is just a, a conversation. We're just recording it. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I was just thinking about that, like, on a meta sort of level, and I'm also trying to think if there's anything, like, what's changed for me in a year? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I have a couple of things. I don't know if they're podcast worthy, <laughs> but well, you can share whatever you'd like. You know, one thing that happened to me, one of my biggest dream that I ever had, actually, I managed to fulfill them. I got hired to cover one of the biggest sporting events as a photographer. And it's like one of the biggest like soccer events in the world. So whoever is into soccer, like if you tell them like I was a photographer for the Copa America, they would just go bananas. And I got that thanks to the last job that I had, with, which I was working with Chelsea. And it was kind of like out of like not being lazy, which is kind of like a weird story, right? It was like 6.55 p.m. We'll close at 7. And everyone was avoiding this guy that was standing by an area which you knew the product that he was going to buy was going to be complicated and needed a lot of, like, uh, talking the customer through the process and what he actually needed. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. Um, I went to the guy, talked to him, and then, like, actually in five minutes he chose what he wanted. And we had to wait for a couple of minutes to, to get the product. And because it was like this massive case for photography equipment. And I was like, so what do you do? And, and he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a freelancer. I'm going to go like to Brazil and I'm going to do this like fashion week in Sao Paulo. And then after that, I'm going to do uh, the Copa America. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could do that. And back then I was planning already to go back to live in South America. So I was like, oh, I might see you at a game, but I'm probably going to be on like on on the like on the other side. Right. And the guy just straight out look at me. He's like, don't you want to photograph it? Would you, wouldn't you want to do that? I'm like, wait, is that like a real opportunity? Like, are, like I, I, I was surprised. I was like, like, I was like, yeah, if you work here, you're probably a good photographer, which is not true. But... <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, shit, I don't have my sound effects. No. 
<laughs> I'll have them next time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we will. But it was kind of like, like no. But what I mean is, like, I'm not saying that my coworkers are not amazing photographers. We have like a lot of amazing photographers in that group. But it's not necessarily the standards of what retail asks you. Like, you don't have to be a good photographer to work in a place that sells like, the, like photo equipment. So right. it, it was kind of weird that like he made that assumption and, and I was like, okay, but like, do you need like any portfolio from me or anything? He's like, no, if you can get there, we'll cover you staying there and you have the equipment because I, we were talking about what equipment I had and everything. You have the equipment, so you're good. I was obviously a freelancing, so it was kind of like per diem, whatever I will sell, I'll get the money from it. So it was challenging and I actually didn't sell much. I sold like two images in the whole championship. But for me, it was about the experience. I got to be on the side of the fields, like watching my yeah. favorite soccer players playing like right there. It was, it was worth everything. So that, that was a big thing that happened on this last year for me. So. Yeah, I well, I remember sort of following you during that, and uh, it seemed like a huge deal. Like even the, you know the other photographers, it seemed like you had a, a group of at least friends that were like because you guys were taking shots of each other working too. I think yeah. maybe to like you know have have your own images of the experience. And I remember like seeing shots of you there, and like holy sh- like this is a pro sort of oh, yeah. thing. This wasn't like yeah. a like, oh, I'm going to take some shots of this event. It was like pro sports. It was, it was crazy. And, and the, the craziest thing was like, let's talk a little bit about the difference on mindsets, right? Like the mindset of like North America and South America on the way of social interactions. This is one of the biggest takeouts that I got from this like event specifically. I went to it with the North American perspective of like, I'm going to go do my job, do my things like pick up my money and, and leave, right? I got dropped into Brazil and I knew one person in the city that I was staying at, it was a friend of mine from back home that he happened to be living there so I didn't have to pay for a hotel. He offered for me to stay there, which was even better. And then one day I was at the stadium about like an hour and a half before the, the game and I was talking with a guy and the guy's like, oh man, like you're here alone? Like, oh, let me add you to this like WhatsApp group and so that you have contact with everyone that is here, all, all the Brazilian photographers that are here and you can just talk to them and ask them for like places to go eat and things like that. It, it felt so weird for me that in like five minutes I was already part of like this inner circle of journalists that like they are actually, like they've been working on this for years and years but they were open to, to accept a random stranger that was just coming for the first time to this competition and these kind of things. And not only that, but helped me through the whole process. They were like, oh no, you can connect your computer here. You can use the, the Wi-Fi code as this one. And if you go to this spot, it's gonna be better reception than anywhere. Like they had the all in and outs of the stadium because they were locals. And, and they just got me in and I still talk to them. And it has been over a year by now and they, like we still talk and have like conversations like uh, friendship in, in like a couple of days which will probably never happen here if you talk to like anyone that is on the world of like fashion photography or event photography or anything you'll see like such a vicious uh group like competition that no one it's like friendly they're kind of like no this is my thing this is my place like you move out of here things like that yeah well and i noticed that 
of recently with um, you were kind enough uh, not too long ago to like add me to a group of your friends uh, that like sort of play play a game together, right? Uh, uh, Quite frequently, but they're all your Spanish speaking friends from South America. And uh, me being a like, I don't know, below intermediate, but I'm trying my best Spanish learner. You're just like, well, come hang out with them. And it was that same thing. Like, I never got any, I still haven't gotten any pushback from any of them. It was just like, hey, man, come in. And they, they laugh at when I, when I speak uh, awful sentences, but they <laughs> still try and talk with me and they have fun and they encourage me to try my best to insult each, each other like everyone else. And they laugh at my insults and yeah. it's fun. Like it, it, it makes it fun for me. Absolutely. And for them, it's kind of funny because like, I mean, they're, they're, they're obviously like, they're not they're not disrespectful they just find it funny that you use neutral spanish because for us neutral spanish it's what you listen at movies and like tv shows are dubs so that's why when you use neutral spanish they laugh with whatever you will say because for them it's just like no one speaks like that and we also not only speak awful spanish in argentina but we also have like a lot of slangs and regionalisms and things and and they will just like not even trying to to neutralize it for you to understand you're just going on and on about the same thing i know i don't understand i was even fighting for you (laughs) i know and that's what i love is that sometimes you if like we're playing on voice together i'll notice that you will interject but not in english you will translate to a different kind of spanish for me sometimes and you will get it right yeah that then i go oh oh okay i know i know what that means and it's it's such a funny thing that it's not even you're not even translating to english you're just trying to give me a more like neutral spanish and i go oh okay i understand uh or a little bit of context at least like (laughs) yeah like well we do have like this ongoing thing Mm-hmm. Right, like this ongoing thing of like me trying to explain to you some of the slangs because it's fun to know them too. Yeah, like it's just like they're useless. They're completely useless unless you're going to visit Argentina and you want to be able to curse like a taxi driver. Like that would be the only reason why it would be interesting. But like in any other reason, why would you need to know how like fifty different ways to say dick in Spanish? Well, that could be useful. Uh. <laughs> well, I think the perfect example of something like that where, like, I think uh, I would assume that most listeners of this uh, show are English speakers is that we all have our crazy slangs and words that we're not even aware of. But I think the perfect one that you guys taught me not too long ago was how a simple word that the literal translation of there means something yep. <laughs> so crazy and like the steps to get to what it actually means is insane and makes no sense uh, but that the slang is just a yeah mm-hmm. and that's it and then that means like over there which means like these and these and like it's like this whole thing well it's it's basically well, the uh, same kind of explain it explain like, it like what it what is what does that mean okay. in the greater right, context let, 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 let's go let's go okay let's let's go then so basically 
using the word allá, it comes from allá están haciendo like whatever you do, which means like over there they're doing X, right? Whatever like you, you said, but it's used the almost the same way as the that's what she said kind of context. It's like whenever there's something with a sexual innuendo, you will use it to say over there, meaning at your girlfriend's place, they're doing that. Right, but so it, if the word say, is just there, but it means over there yeah. at your girlfriend's place. There's so much layers stacked on top of that. Absolutely, absolutely. And we even have like with, with like visual conversations, you'll have like stickers, right? On, on WhatsApp, it's like this like big thing that like all my, my friends will use. And we have stickers that they just say the word allá. And then when so, because you want to shoot them fast, right? Yeah. The moment someone will say something that it's like kind of like, that's what she said, joke, you could just like shoot that, right? Um, and there's so many, like we definitely could do a whole section on, on like these kind of things, like how like one word means like thousand different things or how like the difference between the Spanish from Central America or South America and things like that. There's like songs and things about it, um, which is definitely something that we could talk about. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Um, so, hmm. I was thinking about like um, the kind of things that like we have done together. I mean, the last time that we saw each other in person, taking out like a couple of months ago, last time that we saw each other was when I was living the United States and Mm -hmm. we had this like party, which was kind of like Well, I saw you upon your return. Yeah, you came yes. over once. Yes, yes, yes. that's what I'm saying. Taking, taking out a couple of months ago. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, taking out the last time that it was kind of like just last time that we could socially interact ever. Uh, before that, it was like almost six months ago. So it's not like that like we saw each other that much, but we've been talking for weeks and weeks on like this like group for like for for the game and all even like being on on like discord and like having conversation which i feel like we've been talking for like hours and hours it just kind of feels like we're connected but we also haven't seen each other so it's it's crazy for me this like whole thing it's just like the new feeling i guess right like everyone's kind of feeling that way yeah yeah it's it's um it's a strange time because also I, I, it's making me realize, you know, this whole like quarantine garbage that everybody's um, talking well, about is that I think, and maybe this is a sad statement, is at least with a lot, with some of my social interactions, I don't think it's changed them too much. Oh yeah, absolutely not. I feel like, like I spend most of my time hanging out with my friends in this kind of medium because so many of them are distance anyway mm-hmm. that I, I do spend a lot of time like hey let's jump on discord and play a game together or just hang out and chat like these are these are things I'm doing all the time um, and it's funny that some of the people that I didn't see as often or talk to as often I feel like I'm seeing more now Oh, absolutely. For me too. Like, I, I think it's a matter of like how free they are too. Right. 
So it's it's like oh like do you have a second to like like I, I've been getting like random video calls from people which like yeah not my favorite I hate when that happens like <laughs> I I'm sorry like I'm, I'm if I am not in the perfect mood to show my face and interact with you for at least 10-15 minutes because it's not gonna be shorter than that I will not pick up that call. Right. And I'll just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I am doing X and Y. I will never lie about it. But it's not necessarily a reason why I wouldn't pick up a call. It's just I don't feel like doing it. I feel well, like I've been saturated with virtual interaction too. Well, yes. And I think that's a whole other thing. But I think there's an etiquette that should happen when it comes to video calls, which is a, a heads up. Hey, yeah, I want a video chat i want a video chat are you free and they go yeah sure and then boom i can tell you for a fact 99 percent of the converse like of those like video calls if they shut me a message before i'll be okay with it but just looking at my phone and seeing like oh someone's calling me and they want to see my face nope <laughs> <laughs> not happening nope <laughs> It's yeah. uh no it's tr it's true. I I think it's just kind of like the polite thing to do. And uh especially now where like most people are just sitting at home and looking like garbage, you know? Uh <laughs> just looking like a hobo. Uh like me right now. Yeah. Well, thank God people cannot look at you right now. I'm the only one that gets that chance. You don't look that bad. You probably smell bad, but that's I a showered. <laughs> when? Last week? This morning? Like an oh, adult? Alright. Okay. Like an so adult. So it's Christmas for your wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well it's that once a week time, you know, I'm getting that shower in. Um Yeah, I was thinking about like what what's changed since June? June. I know that um well, yes, all of those things happened with you. You left and you came back and now you're here and you also just live in a different state now. Uh, well, no, you lived in that state oh, I before. Always live in, I that's always it. live in that state. Oh, okay, that's true. I'm you even closer than before. That's true. That's true. That's different. Um, and then I was thinking about me. I remember in some of the last episodes, I was like happily celebrating that I had been hired for my first teaching gig at oh, a yeah. university. Um, Professor Nick Farr. And uh, <laughs> that's already happened. Like, I taught mm -hmm. the class and it's been done for five months now. <laughs> like, the, that's, that's also weird. It was great. I loved the experience. I believe, as long as nothing changes, I'm doing it again next year, which will be fun. So I guess they didn't figure out that you harassed the, <laughs> the intern? I did not. <laughs> do any of those things don't even joke about that i don't want to get canceled um, god damn it don't cancel me um uh yeah and i i don't know when all of this started my uh my work closed and i've been doing all my sessions online which has been a challenge because <laughs> only about half of my clients have switch to doing online work mm. so uh my work's been about cut in half which is, which sucks but i'm thankful to have half i'll yeah. take it more um, than none yeah and figuring out all the technology with that and everything 
Um, it's been a huge pain, but I did it. And so, uh, have you have you have you like felt that like it's easier, harder? Like, what is the like? Do you have any like challenges that you'll think like this? It's something that you will not want to keep on doing, or do you think like this could be something that will stay? Here, the first thing that I love is no commute. Because mm -hmm. oh my god, I have uh, between forty-five and an hour each way in my normal commute to work. And just like taking the 10 minutes to set up all my, because I do kind of, I go a little extreme with like my gear setup because I want to use quality stuff. It takes about 10 minutes to set it all up. Um, but I love that part. But the, the, because I mostly work with people on the spectrum, the lag time delay in our interactions does not help with the work that we're trying to do in like you're talking about mental lag or no no i'm talking about the lag over zoom i was trying to make a joke but like i guess <laughs> oh i know but you're just being a dick so i'm just steamrolling past it um the the lag in the in the technology does i don't think benefits in that way but um but i think it's better than nothing and finding yeah. out ways to do it um I don't, I don't feel like talking about it that much, but I've been yeah. really frustrated by the, um, the lack of resources in my field of like how to make this transition and make it useful. And I saw, oh, I don't want to name names because I don't want to start any shit, but I saw <laughs> that there are things of like these educational courses for professionals that some people are offering and they're crazy expensive, like thousands of dollars to learn how to do this. And I'm thinking if they're like me, I, I from most of the people in my field that I know, even having half of your caseload is like doing really well. I'm mm -hmm. really lucky to have half. Most have less. So their incomes are like skyrocketing down and then people are charging thousands of dollars for this course of like how to set up your stuff and honestly i got pissed i was pissed off and so in one week it's well it's friday i started last sunday i launched a youtube channel and i've posted i think six videos over the past week of like resources of how to use the different technology and how to change stuff and modify your settings and stuff to be useful for your work. And uh, it was just, uh, uh, some of it, I'll admit, was like out of fury that people were charging so much for this. I get charging for your expertise in mm -hmm. like helping coach people through things and make changes, but just for the basics of how to use the technology, it should be out there. So I learned how to do it, and I put it out there, and uh, fuck them. <laughs> so are you gonna be famous for that? Are you gonna no. get like thousands of? Th no, that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't even matter. Like it just like you're saying, it's just it's annoying that people are trying to take advantage of the situation instead of like being more helpful. Like why yeah. why could you like not just like give me a basic, get me hooked into your system, and then charge me. Right. right. If I want to know more. 
Exactly. And, and honestly, that was like one of the, the things that I had in my, like, to be honest, like it's a YouTube channel, but it's for such a niche market of professionals mm-hmm. that like, if it got in the multiple of hundreds of views, I would be amazed. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's sort of where I'm looking. But of those maybe couple hundred people that saw it, I think it could really help change the way their, the quality of the work that they can do over this medium. Um, but then I sort of offered in it that, hey, if you really like want some help, if you are stuck, you don't know how to do this stuff, like especially when it comes to tech and internet, if you're really illiterate, if you want to um, sort of do like a consulting thing, I will, I will consult with you, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. charge them hundreds of dollars to do it. You know, it'll be yeah. something reasonable that like uh, a little bit for my time, but then I will sit with them and just go through every aspect to help them fix it. Yeah, personalized teaching, like in any way, it's like yeah. you you have to charge some because you're like not using that time for something else, but it's it's. Actually, I have a story about your YouTube video. I shared it with people that are not even on your field of, of work because like the whole like human interaction right now is via like all these like meetings like virtually and everything. And we have a group of people that kept on trying to sing on like group video calls mm-hmm. and it was awful. I know. It was so out of timing like and it's just like it didn't make sense so i we we actually kind of had like an ongoing like joke about it how like people are always trying to sing and they always sound awful and everything so i just shared with a bunch of people just like if you want to do it at least do it this way so that like it will sound better and it will be more possible for people to actually understand what you're playing on your guitar and things like that which you probably will get a couple of hundreds of views from that no. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I mean, I don't care. What is YouTube going to do with a couple hundred views? Like, I'm not going to see a cent from that. But whatever. But, I mean, as long as it helps people with that, then that's that's cool. And it, it just goes back to that thing. I think things like that should be should be available mm-hmm. to, to do it because um, it's just shitty that there's not that there's not other options in there. But anyways, that that's my... Uh, do you feel more or less productive than before? That's funny because I don't know how I would qualify that. It's um, I've spoken on this show before that I use, and I have it actually sitting right here. I use a bullet journal, right, to yeah, organize my, yeah, my, my day and time. And for a while when this quarantine thing started, I felt like it really skyrocketed to skyrocketed down low and um but i think a lot of that was also fueled by like the feelings of like depression related to this and losing all of my work at the time and all of that stuff um but as it's gone in i've noticed that when it comes to hobbies i've really i'm still getting all the work done that i need to do and i'm working on sort of extra work projects work related projects like um i've submitted for publication for some research which is really cool i might have i might be a published author soon which would be fantastic um but 
uh, when it comes to things that just I enjoy, I have been more productive in those, if that makes sense. Like my language learning has, I think, I think I've taken some really solid strides in my language learning. Um, my music uh, knowledge and some different things have has really gone up. I uh, what was the, the other thing? Oh, I mean, I learned how to make YouTube videos. Like I learned how to record, edit, post. You know, like I did all mm-hmm. of, all of those things. So, in a way, I think productivity is relative. But I was active in the stuff that I did. And one little asterisk that I'm going to put on the end of that is that I hate, especially in the quarantine, um, I've seen it, the, the term labeled as um, productivity porn, where like people are like, I'm so productive all the time. Look at me. Look at my Instagram. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing right. stuff. I'm at being active. And it's just like, fuck you. You're not. You're only showing the times where you're actually doing something. But then after that, you just binge watch two seasons of The Office. You know, we know that like not everybody's being the most active person. Um, so that's been a real like thing that's been bothering me that I've been seeing from some people is like this fakeness of productivity. It's okay to relax sometimes. Yeah, and it's okay to not be productive. Like, like yeah. this is not vacations. This is not like. We are trying to learn how to live this new life, and like I, I know that we said that we weren't going to talk about this for too long, but this is like what I'm trying to talk about is actually how I feel like my my life had changed drastically, in in, in different ways, right? I have this guilt because I have spare time, and I yeah. do not want to do things, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's just like I, I feel guilty because everything around me is telling me, oh, now they have time, you should learn a new language, you should learn like new skills and things. No, like I, it's 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 enough for me to have to deal with everything that is happening already, and and I want to sit down sometimes and just look at my phone and like scroll on Instagram for half an hour and feel okay about it. But also on another sense, like I have become a little bit more productive in certain things like the, the, exactly the same things that you were talking about actually my my language like learning i'm trying to learn french and i'm like going at it like every day for over like almost 150 days by now um and i have like done like i started like learning an instrument i don't have the instrument with me right now because of this situation i or i order one and like still not here but whatever like i feel like what happened to me i stopped playing that like that much video games right but it's not that the time that i used to use for that i'm using for something productive i'm usually just laying in bed being a vegetable for (laughs) long times just not wanting to do anything and that's okay and i'm trying to learn that that's okay and just like when i am out and about and doing my things i have i got i got lucky enough that i have a job that it's still like running and actually has like picked up a lot more than before because of like the nature of the job it's like i work in a restaurant right so the restaurant switch from dine-in only to delivery and pickup only. So it actually made the restaurant more famous because they didn't have a strong internet presence and now they do. 
and and has like actually tripled the amount of sales which is kind of odd that's insane yeah and that's why they need me there because i'm like now working in like three different positions like every day i have something to do there because if they don't need me for days i'm gonna be covering something else and things like that and it's also Persian cooking, which is kind of like feeling like home. I walk into the restaurant and it's the same smell that my house will have a lot of times when I was like growing up. So it feels amazing. Like I walk in there <laughs> like, oh, oh, this is happiness on a smell. This is the kind of meal that my dad will love and make yeah. all the time and things like that. So it's kind of like awesome to work at that place. But it's also like a temporary job, right? Like, it's like a lot of people are doing these things, like, just like, oh, I need to survive. So, and that's also okay. Like, like yeah. we are in a situation is like, it's so bizarre. No one has an answer. No one knows. Like, everyone's like, oh, my country is doing it better than yours. Like, no, like everyone's like screwed. So, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not to be like all doom and gloom about it, but, uh, but I think we're we're all trying to do to do what we can to get th- get through, um, and uh, it it's going to be interesting, yeah. What it's what it's like going forward, and I'm going to make uh, I I'm going to surprise you with this, but I'm going to try. Know. I think we should try as we keep going forward. Is that so much media, even in entertainment is so focused about talking about like the virus and being in quarantine that I would like to really try to not. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. But for that, we need to actually plan what we're going to talk about. No, (laughs) no, I won't. I refuse. I am lazy, right? See, I'm not productive. I am lazy. Um, but, but I think because not only like to just, like I think about if we were who know we <laughs> see I don't even know we haven't put up any sort of like schedule we were thinking of trying to do or whatever, but say for example just throwing out there we were to try and do this weekly, I would love to talk to someone for an hour a week and we don't talk about that. Oh, yeah, it's wouldn't that be, be great? Refreshing. That's how I will put it, because every single interaction. It has a hint at least of it and I feel like this would be the one that we just like pour out everything that we want to say and then from now on it's just like let's talk about our future plans our present but not like being like all the time mentioning and things like that one thing that I would like to know is actually that you forgot yeah. on since the last time that you, you, we had an episode of this show you actually visit South America yeah, and there's some stories in that. <laughs> and the reason why he's laughing is because he did not have a good experience. <laughs> no, no, here's the thing. Uh, again, not to go back to... The, and maybe I shouldn't make this joke until the very uh, end if I tell the whole story. I mean, we're five minutes from an hour. Do you want to, like, keep going or are we going to cut this off for another one? Well, you... I mean, I don't know. Do you think you cannot tell your story in five minutes? I don't know. We I'm a talker. That. And I'm drinking a cognac. Let's go. Woo-hoo. Peace. Go. Um, Peace. So go. that's foreshadowing. Um, yeah. 
So you're right, you're right. I did visit South America for the first time. I must have had plans by the time the last episode aired in June because I had my tickets really early. Um, I, I believe you mentioned it. I believe you mentioned it. Yeah, I went to uh, Chile in, uh, was it September? The fat, the fat of South America. If, if South America is a steak, you look at Chile on the map, it's like the perfect side fat that is on your steak. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the, yeah, I went to Santiago, I think actually maybe it was in October. I don't remember. It was in the fall. I went in the it fall. It was in October. It was in October. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I went for two weeks and we spent pretty much all of our time in Santiago, uh, foreshadowing, uh, again, and I have to say, like, it was my first time in South America. Getting down there, um, I made a mistake by, like, trying to save a little bit of money on flights. And I had to do this nightmare of a layover in Panama. Oh, yeah. um, I flew from New York down to Panama City. And I think I landed at, like, 1 or 2 in the morning. And then I had to sit in the terminal until I think six or seven in the morning which, oh, or maybe hours. even a little later because I just remember like not being able to fall asleep because the sun was just coming up you know the whole time mm. in their uncomfortable chairs uh but then I made it um and I I we we had this um we had this fine like Airbnb apartment in uh, Santiago that I thought was fine um little patio, you know, hang out on. And I have to say, I loved being down in South America. Like, the um, the people were all cool. I have to notice, because the only two countries that I've been to outside of the U.S. are Spain and Chile, I noticed that, like, an overall friendliness, uh, Spain was a little higher mm -hmm. in overall friendliness. But if you did ask for help, people would for the most part, help you. Um, I noticed so much more that um, in Chile versus Spain, if uh, obviously they could hear how broken my Spanish was and how th thick my accent is, mm -hmm. they were more likely to respond to me in English. In Chile? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's because they're a friend of the English. <laughs> well, it, but it, it was like a... Um, it was almost like an oh okay let's just let's just speak English and then if I really stuck to my guns and I'm like no no Spanish I'm doing Spanish they would Spanish, still de puta. Yeah, exactly <laughs> they would still just answer me in English um, which I found frustrating because it's like I want to practice let's talk and they want to practice too I know I know <laughs> and honestly I think the the places where that happened the, the strongest is when I was at um, like kind of more like hipster cafes. Mm -hmm. The staff there would be so much more likely to be, let's just go English. Um, but they wanted I wanted to be Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I loved I loved the food down there. Oh my god, the mixture of like Peruvian food and Chilean food. Oh, there's so many good things. I, I eat so much, so much food. Um, and then drinks, of course. 
drank so you much. You got wine. introduced to a new kind yes, of drink. It's true. Uh, I did drink a lot of wine, but then uh, I did discover a new type, the the sort of national pride. My headphone just got fucked up. Oh my god, this is <laughs> oh I'm gonna fix it as I try and talk. Um a new t- kind oh, of drink multitasking. Mm. which I love. Um which is just a type of liquor that is called Pisco. 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 <laughs> um, which I'm, I'm kind of describing as, because it is sort of a spectrum of alcohol. There's not one flavor. And especially mm-hmm. like the Peruvian and Chilean is all different. But I would describe as like somewhere in a middle ground between brandy and tequila. Like they're okay. kind of in the middle sort of around there, and they lean one way or the other depending on how they're made. Um, but I really liked it. Um, they make a whole bunch of different mixed drinks with it, a Pisco Sour. I love sour drinks. Fantastic. Or even just straight. We could we could just finish with this, but I want to I wanna hear from Nick, like how many kinds of alcoholic beverages do you drink like did you did you used to drink before because i remember one of the things that i was surprised was like that you told me once like i only drink this and this that was like the first time that i met you you only drank two things and i think it was like just wine and uh what was the other one gin and tonic yeah and, and not a, not only like gin you will say like just gin and tonic like those yeah. will be the only two things so being introduced to a new kind of thing that you like it's kind of like opening like a whole and also having options with it like it opens like a lot more options for you right you go to a bar now you have another option to take right yeah and and that was really cool that was something that that i enjoyed and i think something that um i'm also glad that i didn't get to experience when i was like the teenager or like really early 20s that um, where, you know, people just like go crazy with uh, how they drink, you know, and I so I'm glad that I got to I'm experiencing these things a little bit later where there's a little more reservation where I'm really trying like, oh, no, I don't like that. I don't want to try You're selective. It. You're yeah. selective. You yeah. don't just go for getting drunk. Yeah, that like to try things and, and enjoy them. So uh, to find something like that was, yeah, really like that whole new world and the different variations on it. Um, I loved, there were a few places where if they made like the, I don't even know what's in a Pisco sour, um, but it's a very sour drink. Um, and, but sometimes there would be like this, uh, uh, garnish of where they'd sprinkle a bunch of like cayenne pepper on top. Ooh. So it was like this spicy, sour, what the fuck is this? I don't know, <laughs> but I like it. Um, and even now, uh, now that I've gotten home, I found at one of the one of the stores nearby that they carry a couple different types of pisco, and I try and keep one in the house now, nice. and I have it every nice. once in a while, and it's a it's a cool thing too. And we have an ongoing joke that every time that you're drinking it, yeah. I make the same noise, and that's what we were making. Like just every yeah. time, like Nick, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm gonna start drinking some pisco. I don't even know how that started. It was I think it was like when we were playing League of Legends, right? Like that time in my life and where I decided I was going to try that. Yeah, maybe that's oh a, that's a whole story for an god. episode there where you tried <laughs> to play League of Legends. Oh my god, yes. Um but yeah, uh it, I think it came from 
when I would, because sometimes if I was going to have a drink, I would ask you guys, whoever my friends were that I was playing with, like, hey, what should I have? I've got this, this, Uh, this, and this, this, and you would go, peace, go, peace, go, and you'd always (laughs) bang the table so you could hear, like, peace, go, peace, go. Hey, it's it's my my Latin roots, you know. I have to have yeah. some drums and things with everything that I do. <laughs> it's true. Well, to answer your question, um, the the question. So it started my first drinks, like sort of ever that I was okay with. It actually, didn't even start with wine. It was champagne. Oof. It was the first thing that was like, okay, I could have a glass of this if I needed to, and then it relaxed more into wine, and then I found gin and tonics. And then a couple other things with gin, which I've been experimenting recently with some other stuff. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, and then outside of that, I found I found Pisco. And then I think after Pisco, I found uh, I found certain kinds of brandy and cognac, which are in certain realms. And that's that's kind of where I'm at now. That's 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 a lot of options by now because now you can go to a, a bar and at least one of those things are going to be available. Yeah, and the more that I noticed that it's just like fancy white British people shit. That's most of what my <laughs> drinks are. Like if you think about gin, <laughs> brandy, cognac, like I'm just like European <laughs> fucking. So you're just like uh, you found your what is it like the the DNA test but with drinks? <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm I'm just I'm there completely. But I will say that um, one of the first brand well, well the first brandy I ever tried was like at a at a brewery. But one of the other ones that I ever tried was um, and maybe it's a cognac. I don't know. They're they're confusing sometimes. Who knows? But at uh, the local bar that we would go to sometimes to get hot wings, they, um, the bartender had me try Hennessy, mm-hmm. which is very popular in the, quote, African-American culture uh, in the U.S. And, oh, my God, I loved it. But then I was mm. like, oh, maybe I'll get some from the liquor store. Holy shit, it's expensive. Oh, yeah? I thought it was one of those cheap ones. No, like the smaller bottles, like 50 bucks. Oh, I always thought Hennessy was, oh, no, I think Jameson is the one that is, like, cheap, right? I don't know. I don't drink nah. that. <laughs> I don't drink that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I drink tea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you drink your tea. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, not that we've ended every episode this way, but what's changed with you in, a, in the past year? You know, write to us. Let's see if I can remember the, the, oh God, what's the email? Is it out of focus show at gmail.com? Is it either that or out of, out of focus, the podcast? No, we changed it. We had to change it to show to make everything the same. Um, so I think it's out of focus show at gmail.com. We still, though the discord is like relatively dead as far as nobody posts there, it still is there, there. So you can go there. Uh, you can find it on our website, which is out of focus show, um, out of focus show.com, which is the same with Twitter and Instagram. Uh, share your stories with us. What's changed in the past year? And, and uh, what Facebook do you think it should mean? Should, <laughs> should, uh, should we get rid of Shameen or should we keep him? 
I don't know, man. I kind of like him. He's okay. Wait, uh, you're not asking me. Sorry, I thought you were asking me. You've you've got to use a voice changer. A uh, voice changer. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna fix that in post. <laughs> no, I'm not fixing shit in post. Which is why your mic sounds like shit compared to mine. Mm. Uh, oh, poor man. And until then, uh, I guess we'll we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you.